to Studio Secrets A to Z, and we're here with episode eight on the Medazzaland series. We're getting winding down. I think we have three tracks left, and today we're going to be focusing on Be My Icon, and that's going to be a fun one. There's a quite a good backstory to that. We have Bob St. John here again to uh, explore the memories, and here we go. I'm ready. Sure, we're going to play the track. Let's play the track first for a change yeah. instead of you know boring people for 10 minutes and then playing the track. <laughs> I hope it jogs my memory. <laughs>
mostly forgotten about that song. Wow, it's I have a psychedelic I've, stalker anthem. Yeah, I haven't heard this in a long, long time, and it really jarred my memory. Like so many things came back to me. Well, first of all, um, the song was originally called "Butt Naked," um, and the reason I Fuck. the reason I know that <laughs> was it really? Yeah, the reason I know that is because all my Akai discs, uh, and that's going to be the bonus thing uh, on this podcast. I have I'm going to play a, a bunch of the drum samples um, separately mm-hmm. um, for. Anybody who wants wants them, um, and we'll talk about all that in a bit. But uh, anyway, all the Kai discs are labeled "Butt Naked One," "Butt Naked Two," "Butt Naked Three." Uh, that's vaguely jogging my memory. So what happened? What, something really peculiar about the title. Yeah, you know, what what happened? It was originally sung by by John. It wasn't a Simon song. Okay, right. and then they never completed it, and then there was just like talk about the lyrics not being quite right. I mean, "Butt Naked" might not be the most accessible title i don't know i don't really know anything about that but um anyhow it ended up becoming a simon song with be my icon it was completely rewritten and at that point we were brought into you know i think yeah that's when we came in but i I do remember hearing the other version i wish i don't have it though yeah i vaguely remember john's voice on it until you said butt naked it didn't come back to me (laughs) i I forgot until i saw the akai discs you know I, I was trying to figure out what did this song sound like originally. What was the arrangement? Oh, it was it was wasn't industrial like this. Um, that was right. That was I was kind of going through that Trent Reznor stage. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's what I was listening to so much of back then, and like those right. those kick samples that boom, it's like all distorted and everything, running guitar, running you know drum samples through distortion boxes. Although I think used the SSL isn't distortion box. Uh, yeah, I, I mean the SSL is still one of my favorite distortion pedals. I yeah. remember when we were working on the mixes one night, it was you know it was distorting. It wasn't distorting when it should have been distorting. It was distorting on its own. It was like two a.m. and we went and woke up the the tech. Okay. And, you know, he came in and, you know, because we used, the, you know, the inputs, trims to get extra gain and distortion with the filters and everything else, when you'd hit play on the multi-track, you'd see like about 20 overload lights um, illuminate on the console. So the guy comes in and he says, what's the matter? And I'm like, you know, indignant and so American, I'm like, it's distorting. He's like, <laughs> uh, well, all right. He reaches over and he pushes play. And you see all the overload lights light up like a Christmas tree. And he looked at me and said, what exactly isn't distorting? <laughs> I says, it's not a distortion I want. This was one of those songs. <laughs> That's hilarious. What a great story. So we have to start, we, you know, we, we're not doing our where, where, why, and how and stuff. So we, we have to, remember, we have to tell people we were, this was Metropolis, right? In yes, London. exactly. Studio B yes. downstairs. And, um, Downstairs. So, yeah, and I don't remember how we started manufacturing this other sort of d- direction. Uh, I, I, I remember collecting samples for it um, back home, though. So I, we must have known about the song um, for a while because I, I, I hear like my you know Korg Mini Pops, my TR six two six, all these mm-hmm. analog beatboxes that I used to collect. Um, you know, I, what played that little like video game sound? You that know was what I'm my phone. About? That was my up. phone. <laughs> I was trying to remember the brand of the phone. It was like a, some kind of warning that you know, like a message warning. It's such it was, a familiar sound. It's a but flip. It's, so it's old. a flip phone. It's so '90s. It's a flip phone. It only happens once, right? Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it just happens once. I remember in the intro. It, it went off when we were working on the song. I'm like, oh, wait, that's cool. That's in the right key. And then we recorded it. So all those yeah. beatboxes, um, you know, I had like, you know, on Akai discs and that, I, that's why I still have them. And that's why I'm going to share them later in this episode and I'll give some of those away. Um, those are cool. And some of them are processed yeah. and some of them are, are raw. But then that's how we started was, I remember just assembling all these beatbox um, grooves and mm-hmm. everything. And uh, that's kind of the foundation was was kind of just coming up with that noise groove. And uh, there is um, some samples of Steve Alexander in the chorus, those big... <laughs> big room sounds they that came from steve i think this 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 was the song that steve appeared on yeah if i remember right yeah he did you know, some, um, some of those fills like those big you know really big yeah 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 so yeah i think i have a couple of those samples on that akai disc as well we'll, we'll just run through them later do you remember if uh, I, i'm having a vague remembrance of simon of us recording those background oh no we did simon i remember that yeah yeah, yeah. Because I don't think that ex- the song existed in any form, right? M- other than you know, in your in your sampler. I, I was thinking that's why my initial question was, what would this sound like? Because it sounds like you also laid in the guitars from somewhere else. Those too. those were Warren had all those Jam Man guitars. I think we we, right. we sampled them off Dat, but some of them might have been played live to 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 the original yeah. band track. Um, they're they're really cool. They sound like a Hoover vacuum cleaner at times. They're really really wild, right? Genius guitar right. stuff. It was r- really psychedelic yeah it's so cool and an industrial sort of way lots of great um, vocal treatments too you can go into that you know what that was that i was listening to it and i'm listening and, and uh there was that point in time through like i'd say from about um 95 96 96 through through 2000 and then i lost the unit that was the lexicon vortex oh yeah definitely. and i was in love with that thing and that's the only thing that made that sound i, I could I could hear it even through the little speaker here. The speaker here, it's that, that swirling, sort of a Leslie kind of a chord. It was very unique. I'm surprised we don't see that as a plug-in. I still I have two that. of them. I have two of the units. Do you? Yeah. I, mine disappeared. I remember it it's fell probably at, one of at yours. the Metropolis in Boston, and the knob's broken off. Oh, the knob's broken off. It's mine. One of mine's, one of them, one of them is broken, and one of them works. So I guess the broken one's yours. <laughs> wow. Thank you, man. It's vintage. I can remember. Going to sell it on eBay. We, well, this is another. This is another topic. Is is Bob breaking things? I mean, we can go into that. That's. I remember there was like one piece of gear that wasn't working right at Cortland at one time, and you ended up putting it like sideways on a step and jumping up and down on it. What was That's that? That's dismissed as coincidence. I never did such a thing. <laughs> I'm not responsible for that fine no. work of art. No, yeah. Um, we actually nailed it to the tree outside. That's what we did. <laughs> what was it? It 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 was a guitar pedal crucifixion. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Do you remember the time that we um we taped up a guitar uh, cable to the guitar and then threw the guitar down the stairs really hard and recorded it? Yeah. Yeah, those the tats. We dragged it down the stairs. We dropped it. We dragged it. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, that was a, a guitar snuff film. Anyway, we'll get back on topic here. Um, <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> Trying to remember when Simon came in and cut the background vocals, okay, and it's slowly coming go. back to me. There we go. Because you know, with, with Simon, you've got to pull him over here to where carbon-based life forms go. Yeah. And he's out there singing like some some really strange atonal stuff. And you and I are just looking at each other it's like, brilliant, "What are we going to do with this?" And yeah, we know what we're going to do with it. And I'm like, yeah, Simon, that's like, that sounds really red. And he's like, 
It's supposed to be. It's like Schoenberg. And I'm just staring at him. And we let him do it. And then you and I tuned it. We did tune it to very 12-tone-esque sounding part. You listen to it. It's really it's different. It's cool, yeah. He's, but we he's brilliant it. with those harmonies, man. He always comes up with the coolest stuff. And, and you know, I, I can. I'm, the more I think about it, the more I can see him through the glass at Metropolis. It was just like one of those late night things. He came in for like an hour and recorded. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. It was fun. There was a, there was a, it, was a, it was a pretty long process just putting it all together because it was put together like with little pieces um i don't remember that anything about the base I, do, do you know, remember anything about the base is that warren i just yeah there's warren i'm pretty sure yeah. I, I just when i was listening to it i was remembering that you know when we were piecing it together and how excited we were when that's when it just kicks in because that song yeah. i mean you and i know the song but if you have no idea what's coming you don't know what's coming yeah. and it just slams into that chorus groove yeah, it's so cool. The chorus explodes. And then at the end, there's some really dark uh, guitar harmonies. It's like there's some kind of like, yes. almost like two different keys converging at one point. It's really, really, right. really very zappy. Did you do those drums at your studio? Was that in a sampler? or um, well, That sounds like your studio. Yeah, the, some of those big sounds, it's a combination of Steve Alexander's ambient tracks, like which I think mm -hmm, were mm -hmm. chopped up. No, I, his fills were definitely there. I remember that. Yeah, and then there were some other sounds that I was blending with the beatboxes, which were definitely from my studio, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, you can recognize the room. It's just got that thing. It's a brick and beam thing. But it, Yeah, exactly. It's such a cool um, chorus. I mean, I do like the song a lot more than I remembered. At the time, it wasn't like one of my favorite ones, but now... You know, listening to it all these years later, I really, I like it more than I remember. It's really cool. Well, the the, the lines, the song, you know, whenever you'd mention the song to me, the, the only thing I could remember was I went through your trash. I love you so much. I keep your cigarette butts. I think I used that as a pickup line once. Really? <laughs> well, you know, the whole story is creepy, you know, about the whole stalker thing. And, you know, I can see from my limited time with hanging with those guys in London, I remember two stories um which i may have already told in one of these podcasts but for people who haven't seen some of the uh, or listened to some of the others i remember whenever i went like when i went to privacy when we worked on silver halo and stuff there was all these people just hanging out mm -hmm. outside by you know it's just hanging out and they weren't like it was like all different ages it was like and i got out right. of the car and they're like hey anthony and i'm like how do these people know who i am so there's a creepy thing that's that's kind of this song talks about and i remember going to, to watch football at simon's house one sunday it was like a, a you know soccer game that we hung out and i went and there were people hanging out down mm -hmm. by his at the end of his driveway um when we got there so it's like i think this it's might so be strange somewhat of a you know based on some real life experiences because if you have people going through your trash i mean you're going to get kind of paranoid you know and that's what's in the song people go through my trash they're going to find cat litter <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah so it's a dark it's a very dark dark creepy song be my icon it's really i, I was there a video for this i never saw a video for this it would have been a cool no, video no, I, I, what what did nick contribute in this track i'm oh, trying to remember oh, there's hear, a couple I, of atmospheric he, sorts of sounds oh nick's got some great stuff on there i remember he, i can hear his uh his wasp synth doing that little oh right nick's got some right. nick and tinley got some really great stuff we got to get tinley on to talk about some of this stuff we're, we're working on trying to find him but yeah nick did some brilliant things on this nick and tinley um yeah there's some some high weird kind of yeah there's a bunch of atmospheres and stuff that's all blended there together but i remember the wasp 
um, that sound is nothing quite like that. I'm right. surprised there's not Omnichord or something on it. We, I used to see that all over the track sheets, Omnichord. That's when I got addicted to them. I'm like, one day I said to him, <laughs> what's an Omnichord? And then he explained it to me. and He actually brought one in, I think. And that I was hooked from then on. That's a cool box. Well, they used to be cool. like they used to be like seventy five bucks on eBay, and now they're like eight hundred. It's so so bizarre, you know. At one what point, what was the other thing you played that had the zipper on it? It was that. I oh, can't think oh, the styl- to, stylophone. The stylophone, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> that was very cool too. Yeah, yeah I love stylophone. Those. Any stylophone on the on Medazzle end? Um, I don't remember. I don't think it made an appearance. Yeah, I think that's more TV Mania. It's a very specific sort of sound. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, exactly. The TV Mania album would be a fun uh, thing to go through at some point because it's a little bit more... Well, I, I was explaining in that interview yesterday that, you know, TV Mania was that interstitial record between Thank You and Medazzaland. Yeah, it kind of, And I hear... Yes. I hear a lot of TV Mania in Medazzaland. Absolutely. You know, yeah. It, which I think that was unique to what we did yeah. at the time for certain... You know. Sure, and it, it, uh, that performance art aspect, you know. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, so the, if we're trying to think of anything else we can talk about with the mix, um, it's it's you know it's got great low end. I'm I'm trying like those distorted drum samples and all that stuff. And, and, and the more I think about it, that is Warren on the bass. I remember okay. that pretty clearly now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's so. That's B. Remember, he used to use that whammy pedal. I don't think he used the whammy pedal on that track. Yeah, but that's right. it made an appearance on the. On Medazzaland, didn't it? Yes, um, it was. Was it wasn't it Midnight Sun or something uh, at the outro? Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. That's exactly it. Um, it was on Midnight Sun. Yeah, because I mean, the first time I heard it on the bass was on uh, "People Know Your Name" from the TV Mania record. That's Remember right. That? Yep, "People Know Your Name." Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and track. it's definitely Midnight Sun. Yeah, it's a very cool sound. I can remember watching him play it. It's just <laughs> he's got the most amazing rig. I mean, I, I remember at the at this era after the album was done seeing them at the Roseland Ballroom and mm-hmm. you know Tinley was a, a, just a genius with MIDI and all that stuff he had all these all these this huge racks of like H4000s and all this crazy how you making all of that stuff work he, together he, he, you know, in well, a live would, environment where it has to work yeah and push one button and then it all changes for the next song I mean just amazing like Warren's guitar wow. rig is one of the was one of the craziest uh, I'm sure there might be a reground up somewhere of it because it was just I don't, I've never never seen anything like it. It was insane. Yeah, yeah. that would be. I mean, a I mean, he uses he uses he uses gear like it's an instrument. Yeah, he really, he he really does. Like I remember him doing something like unplugging his guitar, and he calls it the wire, and he would just like tap with his thumb on the the jack, <laughs> and he would he would make it into all kinds of music. Make a rhythm. <laughs> yeah, or but changing the notes with harmonizers. I mean, he, I'm going to play the wire. And it was like always incredible. I mean, the guy's just a freaking musical genius. He really is. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's from this planet. No, I'm he, pretty sure he isn't. Yeah, he's no. He's great. Um, you know, I just talked to him the other day um, about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing. And, uh, mm-hmm. and it was fun to reconnect with him and we're going to get together. He's been working on a lot of 12-tone music, which we I took, cool. some, I took some lessons from him at one point on that stuff. And maybe we'll get back into collaborating. But um, cool. cool. I think cool. that's a good amount of stuff on "Be My Icon." I can't try to think if there's any stones on. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I don't. I don't think. I don't think there's any. I think we actually. I, I was surprised yeah. at how much I remembered. To be yeah. honest. Yeah, it's a cool <laughs> track, and I think what we'll do is conclude the uh, episode with um, Mayakai sampler uh, playing playing in some of these drum sounds, so for people to check out. Okay, so I'm going to play these um, Akai samples. They're on a uh, floppy disks, um, and we're just going to. I'll play 
two or three hits of each one, and you guys can mess around with them. And they were stuff that, uh, as far as intellectual property rights and all that, it was stuff I used from my old beatboxes. I used to have a great beatbox collection. I don't have most of them anymore. But uh, anyway, enjoy. Here they are. be your own icon <laughs> uh, well it's been great I love Bob. you so much I saved your Akai discs yeah <laughs> so like we've got now after this one we've got left um, two more we've got Silva Halo which I don't think is going to be a very long I think we can do the next two together on the uh, mm-hmm. so we have Mike because yeah, I wasn't Silva yeah. Halo was after I went came home I think yeah I did, that, London I, I did that on a days. Sunday yeah I did that on, on a day yeah. off so yeah that the, that and Michael I think are going to be the last um, episode to conclude cool. the uh, Medazaland series it's been really fun thank you so much for uh, coming on every absolutely every week. and I'll get you those links and uh, we'll start sharing sharing more thanks to everybody who's been sending you know direct messages and all that stuff um, you know we, we answer every single one of them and um, love hearing from people it's uh, I'm, I'll have to send you some I've done some clips of them i'd love to see them yeah i'll I'll forward a bunch to you all right wonderful guys thanks for coming and uh studio secrets a to z is signing off today It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.